I remember the, when I got my driver's license, first day I had my driver's license, I began driving. I just drove really fast on one road. It's a back road. There's nobody around, but I drove too fast. And I got to the point where I started to like get excited by the speed, uh -huh. something that did not become addictive by any capacity. But then I began to get this huge boner. <laughs> <laughs> it's not where and I, I will thought never that was forget going. it. Welcome back to Oops the Podcast. All right, lots to unpack here. I got something for you. Please. Julio, Julio, I don't know where you came up with that idea. Dude, this guy was a huge turkey. What is this, Japan? Which is yeah. one of the reasons why I hadn't told you about it. No, and I also just assumed you were saving it for the pod if you were going to tell me. Yeah, yeah. Which, of course you were. Oh, but. yeah. Guys, we're back. Oops the Podcast. Uh, welcome. We at this point have are right around the five million download mark. Um, we just want to say thank you for hanging with us, your patronage, um, being fun and awesome. And send us your emails, oops the podcast at gmail.com. We've been starting to get more questions about where to send the email, which reminded me that perhaps we haven't been hammering at home enough. Oh, what that email is, yeah. in fact. Did you switch from one Olympics hat to another? No. I switched. I did switch hats. One color. Hey, will you hand me that green one? Then now we can be Easter Bunny boys. Easter Bunny boys. Easter Bunny boys. Uh, Francis, how you doing, pal? Ooh, this is fun. Hat guys. Hat day. Hat. Hat day. You gotta. No, gotta so you tilt go. it up the way you do. There you go, big. There you go, big fella. Whoa, Whoa. couple of hat boys. Did I ever tell you guys about? the best flight companion that I've ever had. Did I mention that story? No. I thought I did. Maybe I didn't. If I, if I did, stop me. But I was on a flight and I was sitting next to this guy who's, he had his arms within the armrests and you could tell he was doing it to be considerate, mm. which I thought was sweet. Mm. At one point in the flight, he began to nod off a little bit and he started to kind of come in the direction of me. And then the second his shoulder made contact with me, he woke up immediately and was like, I'm really sorry. And I was like, dude, you're good. Fa use me. Use me. Fast forward to like tw 12 hours later. I'm not even kidding. It was a long. It was Where a long, the hell were you going? This is when I went to Portugal and my shit got all changed. So we had a really long layover in the Azores or however we say that. Um, and on the next flight, I see the guy again. He was on the same flight. And he, as he's walking by, he stopped to apologize for falling on me earlier on the flight before. Jesus. I was like, dude, you are an A-plus individual. Yeah, maybe. It's overkill. That might be too much. He didn't owe me anything, but he was really he was really embarrassed and just a nice guy, considerate guy. That, he, could be, he could be lying. What do you mean? Well, to be that over the top, you know, that's the kind of thing where he says, okay, well, thank you for being so considerate and understanding. And then you say, you know something, buddy? I like, your, I like the cut of your jib. Give me your email. And then you guys start emailing, and then he asks you for a loan. Okay, fine, but that didn't happen, and I couldn't pick this guy out of a lineup. There was no, and there was no reason to suspect we might cultivate a friendship. You don't know that you're not going to hear from him soon. How? Hey, man, it's just Remember that guy me? who, again, really sorry again for rub brushing against your shoulder. So I'm building a new house. <laughs> I keep falling on people, man, and... I'm trying to get to the root of the problem. My insurance doesn't cover the visit. Yeah, you know the cost of timber. Uh, so That's just wondering if there's any chance you could throw me a loan. <laughs> um, well, th that's that. Should I wear this hat backwards? Would that be cool? It might. You have a shot. I suspect it might not. Oh, it does actually look pretty sick, dude. Does it? Wow. Yeah, it does. It does My backwards hat, bro? You might be. Damn. You might be. I never knew. Looks pretty good. Ah, uh, I feel like, I, I don't know. Like Let's not, see. Hillary likes it on me. Let's see. But I kind of feel like I don't like it that much. I just don't like backwards hats, really, especially in the dad hat era with this little tail, this mm -hmm. little forward mm -hmm. nose. Mm -hmm. um, okay, well, you can go forwards and I'll go backwards. And we'll meet in the middle somehow. Right, I'm going forward. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, dude, do you, ha all right, do you have any, I was thinking about this question earlier. And I was excited to ask you on the podcast. And the question is, do you have any... I just feel like a child because we're wearing hats. <laughs> and I like it. Um, do you have a biggest regret, a recent regret? 
I know we've asked each other this question before. The biggest regret? A, no, not the biggest. A regret. That, that maybe is something recent. Has to be recent? No, it should be whatever. It can be, it can be more, something more profound. I'm or very not. regretful that I didn't uh, try to do the lampoon when I was at Harvard. Oh, wow. It was a disastrous miss. Wow. It's the comedic literary magazine at Harvard that's very reputable. Did you know yet? I didn't, you were sort no, of... I didn't, and I also didn't even know really what it was. Yeah. Until I was a senior, at which point I, it was out of reach because you sort of have to try a couple times typically, to get in. Yeah. You know, improve yourself, and I didn't think I had time. I didn't get it. I didn't know what it was. But if you, if I had done that, the professional network that that provides. The comedians mm. is better than any other. Better than Groundlings, even. Yeah, it's better than anything else. Yeah, it truly is. As far as writing and, you know, Conan O'Brien was the president. Colin Jost was the president. I think. I mean, it just, just you can't find a writing room of a hit comedy TV show that doesn't have at least one or two lampoon people. lampoon alums. That's crazy. Yeah, that's cool. That's a good one. That's a that was a bummer. Um, I used to look out my window at it. It was right across the street. They have a castle. It's really cool. Did he even like tickle you? Were you like, huh? I wonder. I could maybe do that. Not really. I I just didn't. I didn't know that I wanted to be a comedian. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't then either. <clears throat> I didn't think that's where I was headed. So I remember watching comedy as a kid and kind of being like, oh man, that would be fun. I could maybe do that. I don't mm. know. Eh. Low probability. <laughs> yeah. I was like, whatever. And then yeah. Here we are. I thought I was I thought I was fucking with myself when I said that that's what I was going to pursue after college. Really? I thought like, I was I thought I was just a joke for <laughs> I thought I was being a, a really stupid. Interesting. And then here we are all these years later wearing backwards hats. <laughs> yeah, really doing well. <laughs> what about you? Recent regrets. Okay, I have a very specific one. I when I lived uh, uptown with that generous family who allowed me to stay over, uh the entire all the people who worked in the house spoke Spanish. And I regret not just speaking to them in Spanish every day and learning Spanish. It would have literally been the best way. Would it have Spanish. been that simple? Yeah, I think so. Maybe not, but it ha it would have had to. I would sit there and be like, whatever, whatever, and then they'd be like, no, 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 you say it like this. And before you know it, dude, I, five years of seeing them every day, I bet you I would have learned Spanish. Okay, but here's the thing. Five five years? Yeah. I lived there for five years. Here, people say that if you're in a total immersion situation, that it's easier to pick up languages, and, and that's obviously true. Mm-hmm. And when you talk about how young, young children can pick up foreign languages much more easily than adults, and I think that's also true. But I think the reason that young children can pick up languages uh, so much easily, more easily is because, one, they are in a complete immersion situation, right? If you think about an infant that is learning English and the fact that it only takes them... Two seconds. Whatever, three years. I guess if, if, you, if you brought an English-speaking child who was six years old to France and then immersed them with French, they might be able, they, they'd have it pretty quick. Yeah. But what's happening to that child is someone is saying, is pointing to a ball and going, ball, fork, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and they're, they're in class. Right. Through their life. Years. No, totally, totally. I don't know that the, maids at the house you were living at are going to be willing to speak to you as though you're a child no i think that like i think that they would have liked it and i knowing them as well as i do don't you think it'd be annoying for them to all of a sudden have to become your teachers i actually don't think i had good relationships with a couple of them uh fabio was one of the guys mina uh those two specifically but they're not teaching you how to conjugate verbs it doesn't matter i don't give a fuck about any of that like I, th you kind of like I don't need to learn learn how to like write it perfectly. Like I want to be able to see Spanish person, Spanish speaking person, speak Spanish to them, and I'll, the conjugation thing will sort of like fall into line. And granted, like maybe I'll need to refine as I go, but I feel like that is just the most solid. Hillary, Hillary could fucking conjugate every single word in Spanish. Throw her in Spain, she she probably wouldn't be able to like crush it. See, this is where I think 
and I've said this before, people have a vast underestimation of the ease with which one can pick up a foreign language. I think you're right, but it, it just requires uh, commitment. Like it's something you sort of have to tend to regularly, and most people just aren't willing to put in the time. I agree, it's like doable. Um, but you know, case in point, me not willing to try. Granted, the idea didn't pop into my head. But even if I had the idea, chances that I could stick to it probably pretty low. Has to be a top priority. I feel. I I agree. I think it has to be something you'd get paid for. If you said if you were hired to work on a movie that required you to speak Spanish, you could learn. Yeah, it. maybe, man. I don't. Know, but I'm. Just, I, mean, I just know, dude. Me and Fabio would chop it up, bro. And he would. Be, he would love to help me with this. I think. Mm. And even I think Mina would. Mina and I like each other. Fabio was your boy, huh? Fabio was my boy. There's Alvaro. Um. Anyway, I don't know. It would have been nice. I would have been. I would have enjoyed speaking Spanish well. Not that it would have happened automatically. Chris, what's up? I have a funny side tangent. Ever since moving here, I'd say about six or seven times, Spanish people just walk up to me and start speaking Spanish. Really? They are so disappointed when I speak to them back in English. <laughs> Do you look Spanish? I guess. Well, it's only when I have a beard, I've realized. Mm. So when I have a beard, maybe without these, and I don't know. But um, Here's, yeah, I a, I, I here's I another it. tangent. Okay. I don't think you need to say side tangent. I think tangent implies to the side of something so those two words are redundant do you know what a tangent is in um geometry no i think it's let's say you had a circle i think a a tangent to that circle would be a line that is it next to that circle but that does not touch the circle it's either that or it is the line that the circle sits on so there would be one intersection point Mm. but it's not one that would go through multiple parts of the circle that would be a secant gotcha i think it just touches just touches just touch that's a tangent yeah so now what you just did to me what is that is that a side tangent because you're going off my tangent no side tangent i could just be saying it's a well i wasn't even really providing a tangent i was providing a clarification Initially, but you're saying but side you've now tangent. gone on a tangent about geometry, right? <laughs> this is a tangent. Okay. It certainly is. Okay. Yeah. Can you check on secant as well? Yeah. Is a secant one that goes through both por- uh, two different parts of the circle? So Believe that it is. Th- this here's a question though, because Chris is not immediately always part of the conversation. Chris does come in on the side. Technically, could you argue? That it is in fact a side tangent because it's a tangent that's occurring. Ridiculous. To the side. Ridiculous. Is that ridiculous? We don't need to be. We don't need to be those guys. I'm just wondering. You could have said that I've no got one. an aside, an aside, an aside, oh. or a tangent. Yeah. Side note: I have a tangent. <laughs> I just feel like I don't know. To me, that's like saying, um, "Can I apologize and say I'm sorry?" <laughs> very like, to silly. me that's what that means it's, it's very, very it's, it's you just very one silly. or the other is fine this is very silly it is intersects fun. two I, distinct points look at that circle. yeah so you're correct there. this guy on fuegs as they would say <laughs> in the kitchen of julio's old home <laughs> they would on fuego fuego yeah guys if you're thinking about starting a podcast fill in the blanks here if i were in a concert right now and i said if you're thinking about starting a podcast i'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell anchor anchor and then you'd say go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast see all the best analytics you could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony it's a way that any person can look at it and be like "Ooh, that's pretty and also it's our podcast and there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize so you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, Anchor.fm, download it now. Dude, my parents are currently in Jackson Hole, and their minds are being fucking blown. Come on. Dude, they the Mecca. Ha- dude, I, I'm not kidding you that their like, favorite activity is just driving around where we, where we live. And while it's pretty, you can't really compare the sheer no. like, size and just like the the nature out west is just its own thing if it really is that. it really uh, is and they'll call me and be like hey guess what and i'll be like what they'll be like we saw a chipmunk 
<laughs> and I'll be like, wow, guys, that's so great. Like, sometimes I feel like I'm talking to little children. <laughs> yeah. what, how was your day at school? We saw Chipmunk. Oh, wow, cool. Is it really Chipmunk? Is it? Is right, I'm not exaggerating. Or if there's a, there's literally been 7,000 deer in our backyard and yeah. since they've owned that house, I will get pictures or videos of them still. Uh-huh. Their minds are just blown. These city dweller kids grew up and moved to the country how impressed they are by every single development in nature we've talked about this uh so i've been so excited for them I love and that. even as they were on the drive from salt lake city to jackson hole which i had sort of recommended um they were getting so excited well before the tetons were even in in sight i believe it and today they are in they're actually in the grand tetons and i actually just got a call from them uh and it's i bet that when they actually end up calling it they're gonna be quite excited wow what would you do if they called and said we've decided to move out here we're living out here i'd be happy for them that would give you you mean you could go visit your parents yeah. in jackson hole true but i can just visit jackson hole anyway i'd prefer them just being here you have, have a yearly reason if not even more maybe even twice that's yearly that's to true. go to jackson hole i that is true that is true i prefer them living close by though realistically um you see your parents a lot yeah, I do. It's I do. great. It's nice. I would say it's not like insane though. I, I see them and I see them in a mouth that's appropriate. It's funny. Hillary's is starting to learn the Italian way when like my parents will be like, Oh, why don't you guys stay longer? Oh, you're leaving. She like takes it literally sometimes. And she's like, Oh, are they disappointed? I'm like, no, dude, this is just like what they do. They're that's them showing that they love us. Uh -huh. They don't expect us to actually stay more. Right. They don't my dad would be like, Can you guys move in with us? Like he won't actually say that, but uh -huh. he'd be like, Oh, you're leaving, you gotta stay longer, man. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. Dad, we're leaving. And and yeah, Hillary like doesn't realize that he's not serious. Uh -huh. Like he is, but in it's ceremonial. Yes. I want you guys to know that it would be nice if you were here at all times. Mm-hmm. Because that's how we love you, you know? I like that. It's almost like, oh, you didn't finish your food. You don't like it? Or if you do finish, you had to have more. No, 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 please. Well, you don't like my food? No, no, I love your food. Ah, oh, come on. That whole thing? Uh -huh. It's the same fucking shit. Uh -huh. Chris knows it well. <laughs> they want to shackle you. Not actually, but they would like it if you were chained in their garage so that you didn't have to leave. I like that. And then sometimes when I leave, I become emotional. When I leave the house. Really? And Hillary will look and she'll be like, let it out. Do you cry? Sometimes I just get a little emotional leaving home. And That's so nice. It's nice. A nice thought. And she'll and then Hillary also will kind of be like, you know, maybe next time we can stay longer. We can, and I'll be like, it's not about the, the length of time. It's about the act of leaving. Yeah. I could have been here for five years and then be leaving and potentially still have the same. I would think reaction. it'd be worse if you were there could for be. five years and then left. Um, you know, so she's learning about this stuff and it's fun and she's been uh she's she's really a good sport and not that she you know she enjoys coming up to visit and stuff i think i don't i mean good sport in like just learning what mm -hmm. the deal is mm -hmm. you know um our two card policy still makes me laugh pretty hard though that we she will never just sign the bottom of a card that i've written because of how bad my handwriting is mm -hmm. she think it, it misrepresents her <laughs> so we both wrote these like very sentimental cards to my parents separately that's for their anniversary. I like that. Uh, and that is sort of the policy, unfortunately, because of my chicken scratch. I never got better than a C in hand as a handwriting grade. Don't, don't you think that handwriting is simply a matter of caring? Can we try? I'm going to try really hard to write good and we'll see. But we'll also see how long it takes. Because mm -hmm. it's going to, I will tell you this, it's, it's going to take me longer. Probably the drawer. It's going to take me longer to write something decent, and we'll see how decent it ends up being, in fact. Chris, Go ahead. Root around. There's all so, kinds of shit. No. Oh, there's a post-it. This is I just setting myself up for failure here. But now, while bathroom. you're doing that, Julio. Yes, Francis. Um, here's something. So one time when I was in college, uh, you know the term a thinking cap? Put your thinking yes, cap I do. on? Yes, I do. I sort of decided that by wearing a hat while I did my homework essays, I was actually wearing a thinking cap. A thinking cap. <laughs> I was wearing a hat that would help me focus. It would produce better work. Something about having the brim over my eyes and kind of creating this tunnel vision to my computer <laughs> screen or whatever book I was reading. 
how old are you? This was probably uh, 19 or 20 years old, something like that. What a fun exercise. And ever since we put these hats on, I sort of told myself, this is my thinking cap. And now I'm thinking that whatever we're saying is smarter because we're wearing the hats. <laughs> it's fun to employ fun games to tasks that are slightly unpleasant. Speaking of fun games, fun game is put four boys in a room together and see if one of them can find <laughs> anything to write with. Or because anything in general. We dude. can't. We're so used to asking the cute girl in our class, do you have an extra pen I could borrow? <laughs> and then being like, I'm never going to get this back, am I? You're like, no, I promise. I promise you will. Then you spend the whole class chewing it to a nub. And you're like, I can't give this back to her. So you think you're going to buy her a new pack, but you never do. So her dad's a dentist, so she can afford it. <laughs> Hillary has taught me about looking carefully because I'll be like, I can't find so-and-so. She's like, you're, you're, she, she knows. Keep talking. You guys, I'm going to go get Buddy, I put my Rule of Threads joggers back on the other night because uh, it was a cooler night. Didn't need too much AC going. Watched a movie in them. Oh, my God. It brought me so much joy. Dude, they're so great. I was wearing my pair as I was heading down to take a New York Pilates class with my favorite instructor. Shout out, Louisa. Mm. Um, and before I left, Hillary looked at me and she said, you look really good, honey. I bet she did. And I said, thanks, Hill. I bet she loved what you were wearing because you know what? Rule of threads makes everyone happy. The wearer and the observer. <laughs> the gift re recipient and the giver. Yeah. Uh, Guys, rule of threads gear is everything you need for the fall or looking good all year round. Doesn't matter. Just get your boy, get your man some clean premium menswear basics. That's all you really need. Those hoodies are so sick. The big tees are so sick, dude. They've really stepped their game up. They're fully stocked, fully loaded. Get yourself some Rule of Threads. Go to ruleofthreads.com. Use promo code OOPS, 15% off of your order. You want to look good, do it. Ruleofthreads.com, promo code OOPS, 15% off. All right, you want me to give you a sentence to write? Oh, yeah. Hillary says, like, I chances are I just didn't. I try to look everywhere all at once instead of slowly and carefully looking in each place. Mm. Um, and I always worry sometimes, like, if I botch that process... Will that is that going to be a turnoff? I'm always worried about uh, exuding qualities that she's are going to find to be turnoffs. Gosh, that's a. Which I'm surprised that you improve. feel that way. One because I know her and I know her to be very cool and not super high maintenance in terms of what she expects from you. She's she's wonderful. She doesn't expect not, perfection yeah. from you. And she rolls with the punches of my quirkiness. Two, you guys have been together so long that I would have thought you would have had that peace of mind as well. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay. Okay, give me a sentence. Give me, give, um, all right, here we go. Uh, let's say. Is that the sound part of the no, beginning? No, no. <laughs> the, the lions in Kenya are hungry okay and real quick meat okay the lions in kenya are hungry for meat yeah uh do i have to keep the words within the, the lines of the note card? dude dude how it, in fact don't oh, would you side. rather uh, have lines or no i don't actually know let's just flip it over yeah the, the lions in kenya are hungry for meat okay for the record i am i am writing on the on a note card on the back of a Why of a just hop to the desk of a, a thick second. soft cover book should, would you shall I lean forward no, and do just it? Just hop to the desk, swap seats with Chris. Okay, you deserve a okay. desk. Chris, Chris is in the hot seat. Galarati Use the table in the desk. It's got a nice green leather sort of surface that is nice and um, soft. Okay. Take it off the book. Take it off the book. So Julio, as we speak, is now going to write. The lions in Kenya are hungry for meat. I swear that I'm not trying to do... I, I'm going to try my best to do this as best as I possibly can. Okay. Do you no, want to just try to do it the way that you normally would? When you write a thank you card or a yeah, happy let's, anniversary let's do, card? Let's do both. Are you trying when you write those or not really? I, I try the way... I try as much as anyone else does. So I do it fairly quickly, but I'm not doing it faster than anyone else, if okay. that makes sense. All right. So why don't we try both ways? I'll do very, very carefully, <laughs> and I'll do it normal. I'll warm up with the normal version, and then I will switch to the... Fine. 
Okay. Good. Chris, there you go. The lions in Kenya are hungry for meat. So this the is what lions, it's like here. Yeah. The lions in Kenya are hungry for mate, meat. Huh. They pick it apart with their claw-bearing feet. <laughs> they hunt in a pack. They scour and gather. They maul and they bite. Okay, okay. So, second strike. Francis, to inter- sorry, Francis. Their I'm sorry to interrupt that beautiful poem. It was quite good. I like poems about animals. It kind of sounded like typh- the beginning of Typhoid Mary. Have you heard Typhoid Mary? <laughs> no. Just tell me about Typhoid Mary. <laughs> you haven't heard about Typhoid Mary? <laughs> okay, okay. So uh, I just wrote the first version. And now for the record, to clarify, let's see how long it takes me to write the second version and decide whether or not that's an acceptable time to be taking to write out a sentence. Uh and yeah okay okay here you go so starting right now the lions in kenya are hungry for meat they tear and they claw their claw bearing feet they chew and they bite they taste and they smile they know they might not eat again for a while nice yeah the lions in Kenya are hungry for meat. Done. Done. All right, here we go. Let's take a look. Lions here. in Kenya are hungry. So how long did that take me, would you say? You did both. You did two times. No, no. This is, this, okay. You just wrote it once? Second. The second time I took, I, I, from what I said, I'm starting to when I said I'm done is how long it took. However long that is. So you guys listening can, I think it took me probably, I don't know, 20, 30 seconds. Yeah, it was a normal pace of writing. Okay, you thought that the second you thought the second time was a normal pace of writing. I was having a hard time keeping track because I was focusing on my poem. Okay, here are the two passes. The first being the casual one. The second being I it took my time. I feel I felt like that was longer than one should be taking to write a sentence. Dude, this is totally fine. Is it? I'm sorry, but neither of these are childish or really? unimpressive. The, the, these are. I was expecting unreadable, illegible handwriting. Okay. When you talked oh. about, good. Yeah, is it? When you talk about are having really bad handwriting, are you guys fucking with me? No, not at all, man. You know who's been fucking with you is Hildog. Yeah. <laughs> okay. In Hildog's defense, everybody my whole life has told me I write chicken scratch and that it's like very unsophisticated not at all. handwriting. The the unsophisticated to me is is handwriting you cannot read. Okay. Because it's such a mess. Yeah. The lions in Kenya are hungry for meat. I um, can't say that my... Let me... Give me this. Give me the pen. I can't say that mine's going to be much better. Give me the the book. Yeah. This is a fun... They're not even really trying. The lions in Kenya are hungry for meat. To eat the meat, they all must meet. At a watering hole filled with other friends. Will they be friends or will those friends meet their end? The lions in Kenya are hungry for meat. I would say Francis is a little better than mine. Yeah, yours is better than mine. Mine is. Yeah, I thought that, I think the second time the second time I wrote looks significantly better. It still looks a little kind of like I'm palming <laughs> I'm palming the pen. Oh, did you hold it like a <laughs> no, trucker holds course. a fork? Of course. Not. No? Okay. I held it. I held it, Neil. All right. Um, I don't have any problem with this. If I received a thank you note from you or a congratulatory note from you in that handwriting, I would not think, my God, <laughs> Julio is stuck in sixth grade. <laughs> Um, dude, that's so funny. Here you go, Chris. Chris, here's Chris your book. reading The Godfather. Chris is reading The Godfather. What a fun endeavor. Nice. Um, mm-hmm. Mm. I made myself a beautiful, delicious, creamy, rich, roasted, Brooklyn Roasting Company extra shot iced oat milk latte this morning, and I said to myself, my God, does life get any better? <laughs> simply does not. I actually think that the part of our wedding and honeymoon that I'm dreading the most is being away from Brooklyn Roasting Company coffee for two weeks. Being de-beaned. De-beaned <laughs> in a bean <laughs> desert. You might need to bring a couple uh, couple Ziploc bags of beans, I, dude. I sure might have you to. You might have to. Yeah. Although, we're going to Kenya. 
Oh, which is not that far from Ethiopia, uh-huh. where our signature blend was That's sort right. of born out of the That's ashes. I, so maybe I'll find a somewhat adjacent taste there, but boy, I'll miss it. I'll miss yeah. our patented, delicious Oops Beans blend from Brooklyn Roasting Company. It's the way I start my day. So sad. We have it every day. Uh, we all love it, guys. It's our signature coffee from Brooklyn Roasting Company, a reputable, renowned, beloved coffee roasted right here in Brooklyn. And you should get some, too. Go to Brooklyn Roasting Company. No, excuse me. BrooklynRoasting.com. Use promo code OOPSBEANS. That's going to get you 5% off. And get yourself some Oops Beans, guys. BrooklynRoasting.com. Promo code OOPSBEANS. Yeah. All right. So. Parents losing their shit in Jackson Hole. It's really a nice. What a good activity for people who like driving around and seeing the view. Mm-hmm. Because, you know. the national parks okay frederick law olmstead fun fact yeah designer of the central park he's a landscape architect yes he also did uh didn't he do prospect park really he did the chicago world's fair wow the turn of century uh sort of of is the pioneer of of that Mm -hmm. uh practice Mm -hmm. whatever Mm -hmm. designed many national parks and in fact his home in massachusetts is its own national park site and it's very interesting. That's cool. Set up in a cool house. Yeah, I've been. Uh, so anyway, the uh, idea of like landscape architecture is really uh, well employed in the national parks specifically mm. um, when it comes to a, a proper national park. And just driving around is so incredible and so much different than driving around outside of the thing. Because sometimes you'll be leading up to the park and you'll be like, wow, this is so sick. But my the thing that always blows my mind is once you're within the actual boundaries of the park itself, how fucking sick it is. So I'm pretty gassed up for the parents for them to uh, give me an update. What's the big national park out there? Grand Teton? The Grand Teton and just due north is uh, Yellowstone. Mm. And the road between the two is its own national park wow. uh, unit. Wow. But yeah, those are the two big parks. Um, and they are both spectacular. Pretty great. If you've never been, you it, you got to make it a high priority. Mm-hmm. Especially, you know, people out west sort of like know about this shit already. And I just never did until I did my first road trip and got to see all these places for the first time. What um, do you think of rodeos? I don't know, to be honest. Have you ever been to one? They seem rather rambunctious. Mm-hmm. Um, they sure are. You know, I don't like jerking. I don't like jerking. I don't like seeing people be jerked and it seems like a <laughs> it just seems like such a violent high risk activity I, it reminds me of jet skiing because i'm just kind of like what's the point of doing this like this well there are lots of elements within a rodeo we think probably of the bucking bronco oh, that's or the on, bull yeah. riding so i didn't realize that bucking bronco isn't all that a rodeo is no there are the calf there's calf roping oh that's fun there's the obstacle course riders okay there's i take it back tons of different things i didn't know what it entailed thank you for the i went to one when we were out west when i was a kid and i'll fun. tell you what it was great i'd like to see it it gives me anxiety it's quite a spectacle the bucking bronco gives me anxiety everything else I'm open yeah to. But it's assuming it's, it's fairly it's, humane. It's one of those funny things and weird things where you know that the risk of injury is extremely high, and you think of people being kicked in the face and gored and yeah, breaking geez. their necks and stuff, and you just think that you hear about that happening a lot, so you think that that happens every time. But when you go, so often these rodeo riders have this innate ability to dismount from the bucking horse or the bucking bull and kind of land in a in a very acrobatic way on the ground that's, that's impressive yeah so i i also take back what i said about the jet ski uh a bucking bronco and a jet ski don't actually have much in common because in a jet ski you can choose to go slower i'll wa- i'll jet ski with with friends i've only done it maybe twice in my life but i was very concerned at how quickly my friends were driving their jet skis mm. knowing how many accidents occur and, uh, you know, these are the high risk activities that we're some, for some reason, not afraid of. Yeah. It, it, it always, it, I'm so interested about this, about the perception of fear and what makes one fearful when, and what one should be fearful of. What do you, what do you fear uh, on, on a, on a kind of chemical level? So I'm not talking about, oh, I fear that someone, nobody will love me when I die or no, nothing okay, like okay. that. So I too fear 
What makes your palms sweat? I too fear unlikely scenarios. Like, you know, I fear the idea of traveling and someday uh, getting captured or something and then not being able to speak to my loved ones for a long period of time. Okay, I think... But that's not a thing that would stop me because I know how low low risk that yeah. is. Yeah, let's or, back up. I want unlikely. to ask you a, a different... I'm asking a slightly different question. Okay. My question is, what is something you fear where when it happens... You instantly are fearful. Not a potential for okay, something to so happen. Something that's currently happening and now I'm scared. For me, you know, let's say heights. Okay. Heights or bears or okay. poisoning. Driving too fast scares me. Oh. When people drive too fast, I'm scared. And especially when it's a situation where I'm with a person who likes to drive fast. So when people are driving too fast, I get scared. And especially if it's like a hired person, like say I'm working a job and I'm being picked up from the airport and the person begins to drive fast because they're like, I need to get him there on time. I sometimes will be like, can you please drive slower? That's interesting. I, it's so rare for me to have someone who's been hired to drive me somewhere drive like that unless it's a taxi driver or an Uber driver, I guess. Usually not Uber drivers. I had a taxi driver once who brought me to the airport in a van and it was an old taxi van and he drove in a way where I was in, I was thinking I should call or text people I loved and just say, <laughs> I don't know if this is going to go the right way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, dude, listen, like drive, driving recklessly claims a lot of lives. Can you, would you say something to someone? Yeah. I say, could you please drive slower? I'm scared. Uh-huh. Dude, saying I'm scared has gotten me out of trouble before by being like, one time I hopped the turnstile. I was going to visit my GF at the time uh, in school. Uh, she went to school in Rhode Island. I didn't have any money. And the $2.50 that I would be saving would somehow actually make some kind <laughs> of a difference. Yeah. Um, and I hopped the turnstile and I got caught by the police. And they started grilling me and asking me questions. And I was shaking a little bit. And the guy goes, why are you, why are you shaking? And I said, I'm scared, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately let me go. Oh, man. This guy's learned his lesson. Yeah. I'm scared, sir. That's pretty good. Sometimes if you tap into being a little bitch, you can get away with stuff. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't faking it, though. I was, in fact, scared. I believe it. I was being interrogated by the law enforcement officers who had guns. And they were intimidating, and they were waiting for me. What What is uh, driving too fast for you? Let's say that the speed limit on the highway is 65 miles an hour. Uh, what's, what's too fast for you where you're eight, no longer comfortable? 88. Yeah. I don't like, I don't like fast acceleration. Mm -hmm. I don't like heavy braking. 88's right on the border. For me, if yeah. you see 90 on the speedometer, cut it out with someone you're driving with. I think, what it, why? Why would you drive this well, fast? Hillary's father once said, it is not a time machine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have any real problem with 85. And a lot of that, too, comes down to how smooth and powerful the car is. Because 85 in, in a certain car can feel like 75 in a different car. Interesting. Interesting. We had an old Prius that yeah. was pretty beat to shit. And if you went to 85 in that car, Forget about you, it. <laughs> you thought the wheels were going to come off. It yeah, felt yeah. unsafe. Yeah. Whereas 85 in a Porsche feels like 50. A little more chill, yeah. Um, yeah, dude, I'm a little bitch when it comes to driving too fast. Um, Interesting. Yeah, dude, actually, this is weird. This is a pretty weird story, but I'm going to tell it anyway. Uh, I apologize to anybody listening who feels uncomfortable because of this. I remember the, when I got my driver's license, the first day I had my driver's license, I began driving. I just drove really fast on one road. It's a back road. There's nobody around, but I drove too fast. And it got to the point where I started to like get excited by the speed, uh -huh. something that did not become addictive by any capacity. But then I began to get this huge boner. <laughs> it's not where and i, I will thought never that was forget it. it i swear dude a fear boner i don't know what it was adrenaline boner. adrenaline boner is that a thing 
Probably. Anyway, it really stood out. I speed yeah, does not excite intended. me. Yeah. <laughs> speed does not excite me. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, mm-hmm. I that has not become an addicting feeling by any stretch of the imagination. Mm. But yeah, speed boner. That's it. Uh but dude, I don't know. Like other things that are like scary. I mean, Hill Dog having an anaphylactic reaction to nuts is mm-hmm. very scary. Mm-hmm. I picture this scenario where like my little fucking sweet angel is can't breathe. Mm-hmm. And I'm holding her as she takes her last breaths or something. Yeah. That is terrifying. Uh, but fortunately, you know, we have the EpiPen and we've been able to get to the hospital anytime it's happened and we continue to be vigilant. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, scenarios, scenarios like that where there's no, if it were to happen, your life is going to be very difficult to maintain the same level of quality. Yeah. Tragedy. Uh, care, tragedy things that could have been tragedy that could have been prevented. Uh, these are things that scare me a bit. Um, what about you? I get scared by turbulence. doesn't make any sense. I know that it doesn't mean anything. But I yeah. still get scared, and I grip the seat a bit harder. Yeah, I think I, that's pretty normal. And I sit normal. up, and I tighten my seatbelt, and I try to hold it together, and I go, hopefully that was the worst bump. And I'm like, that has to be the worst bump. But don't don't think that, because they're going to be worse. And you feel that pre-rumble, rump, the little... Yeah. Uh, you I don't know, like you know that. something that bothers me, and this is not something I fear, but what bothers me is when the captain comes on and lets everyone know we're heading into some rough air for a while, and then the rough air doesn't come. Oh, I hate that too. We're gonna have a little bit of chop over Minnesota, but other than that, should be smooth sailing into New York, yeah. where the temperature is twenty-five degrees Celsius. I, I, <laughs> I have. I would so much rather hit rough air. And then have them be like, okay, guys, we're in rough air. They don't need to preempt us because then I'm just waiting for it the whole time. Yeah, I feel I don't, you. I, I don't you. need to know. Anticipation is always worse. Right. Even when you're, you're in some sort of crisis state, I find that I typically am very, very focused too much to even really think about the potential outcome. Mm-hmm. Uh, perhaps that's a hero's mind, Francis. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't. But thinking about how to deal with it, being scared of something happening, like these are all things that sort of, uh, you, mm-hmm. Know, mm-hmm. you know. I'm trying to think of um, things that I fear. I fear. I think I fear uh, crazy people a little bit. Yeah, agreed. I don't. When we were at the stand last night, and someone let out a oh, yeah. bellow, we both reacted, and all of us went kind of ducked our heads. Yep, guy was across the street. Totally, you know, any sort of totally unpredictable, unruly person. I don't like that, dude. Yeah, I'm always on bogey alert, and when mm. I when I see one, I make sure that I quickly get at least three arms lengths away, so that. If they were to make up the distance with some kind of quick and uh, quick and and dynamic movement, <laughs> so do crackheads really are quick, man. They they really somehow they they're 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 survive they they're surviving. So they have the ability to to cut that distance in half. But three arms lengths, you're good enough that even if you're slower than them, you can react again. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> uh-huh. <They're> surviving. <laughs> Dynamic movements of those crackheads, the, the the Barry Sanders of of drug addicts of the streets, dude. Um, yeah, I don't like that. I fear. Uh, I I've said this before, but I fear that my brain will not connect with my actions. So I'll be on the precipice of a cliff, and I'll sort of go up to the edge and look over, and then my brain will just malfunction yeah and tell me jump off and you feel what it would feel like to jump in that moment and you say i say well what's what is even preventing that from happening all i know how to jump i know how to take another step forward it almost feels as though jumping or taking another step forward would be easier than the amount of brain power it takes to not do that thing yeah it's really interesting it really is a mind fuck and my whole life i would sort of think about what if i took my teddy bear and threw him out the window into the street. I could do that. Yeah. Why would I do that? I don't know. Right. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. But what if I did? I fear I fear hitting um 
a child while I'm driving. Oh God! And but they're s- gonna just jump out. And you, you later find their steaming remains in the grill of your car. Steaming. <laughs> Jeez Louise. <laughs> Jeez Louise. <laughs> so dark. The steaming remains. Dude, there's nothing worse at the beginning of a movie when like you see a little kid playing along the side of the road and cars whipping by. You're like, that kid is getting fucking. Yeah, the ball crushed. bounces out there. Yeah, I think Pet Cemetery. I believe that happens. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, and you're like, oh god. This yeah. is just terrible. I fear that. Um, but no. you, I, you know, I I encourage you all to be less fearful in general, <laughs> because you know all this anticip, all this the, <laughs> <laughs> the anticipation really is the worst part, man. It's yeah. like a lot of the time, there's nothing to be scared. There's isn't there that famous quote? We have nothing to fear but fear itself. Yeah, kind of true. You want to hear one more thing? I fear. Yes, of course, Francis. Um, for all the talk we do about being a hero and wanting to be a hero, I have now experienced enough moments in my life where, um, and this is going to sound, I don't know, I hate to sound a little arrogant here, but I actually do go towards the trouble. You, I, you, you seek it. And, and I, as, as a, as to, to, to stop it, to fix it. Mm. You know, as a, I've, I've I've broken up fights between strangers in yeah. the street on multiple occasions, and even in comedy clubs. Um, did I? Yeah, you the, the hecklers. You were yeah. you got in between them and the manager. Right. Hey guys, let's uh, let's cool it. Yeah, huh? um, we're all friends here. And I I've I've done this enough times, um, where I just don't in those moments I don't have fear. And I don't know that I'm going into them as carefully as I should. Mm. And I'm not considering the bad outcomes that could happen. Well, that's a good thing to be in touch with. And I'm afraid that I will, in the melee of whatever I'm trying to sort, I will, get got. I will get stabbed oh, God. in the kidney. That's I, a fear of I'm mine. scared of that. I'm scared of being stabbed. Um, I had another one I don't remember. They're not vainglorious things that i'm i'm not doing it for the glory we joke about that Mm -hmm. but most of the things that i've actually done to fix problems or moments where i thought that injustice was happening and that i could do something about it most of the time when that's been the case nobody's been around to see it or film it stakes have been low yeah 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 and therefore it's like well what's the point yeah yeah do i believe that much in being a citizen of the world you know do i don't know i just can't i can't watch it happen yeah i I can't watch it happen it has to be stopped and if you don't do something then the person's gonna get really hurt and that's not right i would agree i agree with that anyway that's something i fear good talk dude seeing everybody passing joints around uh the other night outside of the stand I felt bad that I was missing out on it because I didn't want to get too high. But guess what? I was able to go home and immediately light up one of Dad Grass's patented signature pre-rolled CBD joints and just not feel that high. That's exactly. Having Dad Grass in the drawer, in the bag, just makes passing on real grass that much easier. Totally, man. It's too nice out to be too damn high. Just because we've aged out of a summer break doesn't mm. mean we don't need to chill out. Right. Ditch the munchies, paranoia, and potencies of today's weed with dadgrass dadgrass is legal organic hemp that relaxes your body and mellows your mind dadgrass cbd products are made with 100 percent organic hemp that's easy to dose and the effects come on smooth they offer a variety of products from their token smokable pre-roll joints as well as hemp flour and a variety of cbd tincture drops which i love uh, enjoy the effects of cbd while keeping a clear head all dadgrass products are federally legal for ages 18 and over and it ships right to your door anywhere in the U.S. Go to daggrass.com slash oops to check out the products. Whether you're looking for a new buzz or a chill way to enjoy an old favorite, Daggrass will leave you in a euphoric mood. Right now, Daggrass is offering our listeners 20% off of your first order when you go to daggrass.com slash oops. Go to daggrass.com slash oops for 20% off your first order. That's daggrass.com slash oops. I fear dying early. Mm. Do you? Eh, sometimes other times not so much uh i prefer not to but i'll be dead 
and I won't even fucking know. What is it that you want to do? What's the must-do thing? What haven't you done that if you died tomorrow, the first thing you would say is, fuck, I didn't have time. I didn't get that done. I didn't do that in my life. Be a dad. Yeah, it's number one. That's up there. And it visits every national park unit. <laughs> yeah. Also, yeah. it would be nice to visit, you know, every country for the sake of, that's just a very basic benchmark saying that you've covered most of the world. You could obviously get more specific. And every country, no, no, with no tricks, no stepping over the border or landing in the airport and counting that. Spending quality time everywhere. Mm -hmm. Probably those, those three things. Man, I think retiring would be really fun. I don't, I, I don't. It's interesting you say that. This is a good thing to discuss. I think retirement's going to be awesome. I don't want to retire. Well, you could do a semi-retirement. So, but, but let's say that when you're retired, there's a chance you'll still be doing something. Like to me, if I'm quote retired, but now you're the head of some charity, you're not retired. You're doing shit still. Just because you've retired from your original thing doesn't make you retired. And I've seen, I have some like friends whose parents are a little older or ex-girlfriends whose parents are a little older and seeing them continue to work and seeing how youthful it keeps them is something that's interesting to examine. Seeing how this sort of hustle and, and that lifestyle of like, being busy, doing shit, can, in a way, I know it can run you down also, but it can also kind of keep you young. Mm -hmm. And some of these people are bouncing around like they're 20, 30 years younger than they really are, and it impresses me. So I like, I think it would be fun to get old. Um, and it's funny also because, dude, all right, P our pal Peter Fowler mm -hmm. turned 24 today, actually. Wow. Uh, 24th birthday, and I was like, happy birthday. And he's like, I don't know, dude. I sort of, I hate my birthday. I'm like, why? He's like, I'm, I'm getting old, you know? And I'm like, bro, just so you know, I'm 12 years older than you, and I like being this age. Mm -hmm. Like, it sucks being your age, dude. You're fucking, not him specifically, but like people in that age group are typically poor, mm -hmm. disorganized, disgusting. <laughs> they, <laughs> they can't take care of themselves. Mm -hmm. That sucks, dude. Mm -hmm. My 20s sucked. Agreed. I'm enjoying my 30s way more. 30s I look are forward to the learning. Bomb, I look forward to learning more shit. And hopefully living a nice long life. And if I didn't, you know what? I tried to be as dynamic and do let's actually do it if as possible. Yeah. I I think uh I think if people say that they wish they were still in their twenties and not in their thirties, it's almost because they went too hard in their twenties and didn't set themselves up for their thirties. Yeah, I wonder what would make one say that. What's so good? What could possibly have been so good about your 20s? Just not caring about anything, not having any responsibility, being able to go from one air mattress to the next, getting fucked up all the time, having so anxiety hooking up with people everywhere, mm -hmm. spreading your seed, just nothing, just no consequences, the land of plenty. It could also be a thing where there was so much to look forward to potentially, like you don't know what you're going to end up doing yet. And maybe then you found what you're going to do. And you don't me like crazy. it. And now you don't like it. That drove me crazy. Not having not having any clue what I was doing drove me nuts. Yeah. Also, like not knowing to what degree being a comedian was going to work out. Yeah. And fear and sort of seeing example examples of people that I was peers with or I knew where I'm like, if I were to end up like this person, I would not be happy type of thing just a decade of uncertainty but i could see this scenario for a person who's less happy in their 30s than their 20s a person who maybe they're like a rich kid or something and they were kind of taking their time to figure it out and now they're in their 30s and they haven't done shit and their parents don't respect them and now that is that's a situation where being in your 30s is worse than your 20s yes but i can't think of many Maybe you're unhappy with the fact that you got married too young and you have a family and you feel trapped and your 20s were more fun. Maybe that's a scenario. There are some scenarios. Okay, there, there are scenarios. <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> but so far for us, yeah, my 30s have been nice. They've been rich. Uh -huh. Meeting Francis has also very much coincided in me to become more successful. We met when we were hitting our stride. We'd begun to hit the stride. We've been Whether or not we stride. knew it or not. Yeah. The stride is hopefully in pro in the process of being hit, and we are hopefully enjoying ourselves, and we'll continue to, Francis. That's right. 
Big things on the horizon. Big thing on the horizon, bro. What do you got? Um, Any emails? Uh, no, I got something. I got something, something? I want to talk about. You got something? I thought of something that really impressed me the other day, and I thought I could share it with you and hope, all of you. I fact. hope you will. Uh, I'm really impressed by the different scents of soaps that do not smell like their description, yet they smell like their description. All right. For example, Summer Rain. Right. So Summer Rain, what, what does that evoke for you? I don't know, but somehow this scent smells like summer rain without smelling at all like summer rain. Summer rain to me, Im- instantly my mind goes to a, a rain on a hot asphalt. Yeah, creating yes. that, that steamy scent. smell, steaming scent, steamaroony, steamaroony, and yeah, the essence of tar. And while <laughs> while, yeah. it, while it is of course a refreshing s- scent. In the moment, it is not a refreshing scent for hand soaps. No. But somehow... Nobody wants to wash their hands with wet tar. This summer rain scent. (laughs) Another one that accurately represents without fresh cut grass. Ah. Smells so good in soap form. In real life, smells good in its own way. Again, you don't necessarily want your hands to smell that way. Instantly, my mind goes to what it feels like to have rolled around shirtless on, in fresh cut grass, and that when you break out itchy, in hives, the itchiness. Yeah. Oh, it's so bad. Yeah, the itchiness of rolling around in the grass is so bad; it's inescapable. I know, and yet they've turned it into this wonderful soap. Well, scent. the other thought I have with fresh cut grass is that if you're really, if it's truly freshly cut, there's probably a a residue of gasoline from the lawnmower. <laughs> yeah. So I'm smelling this mixture of grass and gasoline. Yeah. Almost like a grassoline. Grassoline. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, the final scent that I wrote down, because I wanted to have a few examples. Pear tree. <laughs> <laughs> pear tree. Not pear. the pear. Not the pear, but the tree with which uh, the pears are growing upon. So if you really buried your nose in a pear tree, you're probably smelling bark and wood Yeah, and I don't know. Perhaps ants. I don't know that you're getting that. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know that you're getting the pear. Pear tree. Unbelievable. You might even smell a partridge. So... (laughs) (laughs) Is a partridge a bird? Yeah. A partridge. Partridge in a pear tree. (laughs) The next time you encounter a new scent of soap at a friend's house or whatever, take a look at what that is supposed to be. And I hope you can understand what we're talking about here. Where if it's not something obvious like elderberry or ginger root. Well, actually, ginger root would be a good example. But ginger apricot, where there's actually tangible sense there. If it's something where it doesn't make any sense, see if you see what I'm talking about. I think you... uh, you know, it's a good one. All right, one more thing here. Um, this is a fun thing. It appears as if Babu and Co. will actually be physically coming to America for this year's New York Comedy Festival. Wow. Uh, if you guys remember, uh, sort of the video that kind of got me down this rabbit hole of trying to make videos in other places was when I went to Rwanda to comedy there. Um, made this little video, and then last year for the festival, they sort of zoomed in. And did a little Zoom thing, which mm. was nice specifically because of what a novelty it is to have these guys from this fun video now talking to you. This year, they are actually intending to come here if they can get their visas all sorted and all that shit. Kind of hard to visit America. Uh, I always kind of forget that. Mm. Uh, and that'll be so fun. So I'm excited to have them in the mix. They are actually bringing their own camera guy. So it's almost as if it's going to be the reverse project. Wow. Of my original project. Incredible. I don't believe, I don't know specifically, but I don't know if all of them have ever been here. Um, it's unclear to me. I don't think Babu's been here. Okay. I don't know about the other guys. But anyway, I think that's such a fun, cool thing. Hell yeah. Um, I'm excited to have them in the mix. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right. All right. All right. Fucking right. Hell yeah. Oh, a fucking right. All, all right. right. Welcome um, to Babu and Co. So the boys will be in town. Uh, I don't know the specifics of that yet, but uh, super cool. I think you guys will have fun if you come through. Um, I don't know. You got anything else, Ryan? 
Facts with Ryan? FWR, were we lying? We got a couple today. Okay, so just be, we are talking about speeding cars, and instantly I thought of the smart car, the tiny little car. Oh, yeah. I was curious how fast it could go. Oh, how I'm fast very do you curious think about this. it could go? Oof. Like what's on the speedometer? Yeah. I, the say, I say 100 miles an hour. I would have said 160. Okay. Uh, 96. Wow. wow. And I just thought it was, oh, it's funny wow. to think about that going 96. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I would not feel safe in there. Yes. Yeah, and uh -oh. then. It should be noted that erections aren't just about sexual arousal. <laughs> Many men experience <laughs> reflex erections, which can happen when a man is nervous, scared, angry, or under stress. Or learning math in fourth grade, <laughs> sitting at his desk. I wish that were the case. I just smell bad. <laughs> under stress. Um, all right. Thank you, Ryan. That was yeah. very, very good. Um, Francis, what do you got? Greenville and Charlotte, North Carolina, September 29th. To the 31st, tickets to that are available at FrancisEllis.com. It would be a joy to see you there. Cool. I'll see you tonight at the stand. Thank you to everyone who bought tickets. Really psyched about that. There will be some uh, surprise guests, as you already potentially know. Uh, October 20th, Evening Muse in Charlotte, North Carolina. And uh, some more stuff coming up.